0: for the touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, so
1: he did. Touchdown to Courtline. You're listening to the One Pridecast. Welcome into another episode of the One Pridecast. I'm Tori Petry, your host for this official Lions podcast. We are right here in the heat of minicamp uh, here at the Lions facility. The Lions have uh, three days of mandatory minicamp this week, which we've been following here on DetroitLions.com. We've got all the coverage for you on that. But the Lions also announced a piece of news this week about their preseason broadcast team. I am honored to be part of that broadcast team. Uh, but one of the bigger pieces of news is that the Lions have a new play-by-play announcer. And he is here with us on the podcast today, Fred McLeod. Fred, welcome to the Lions preseason broadcast and to the podcast here.
0: Well, thanks, Tori. It's uh, like uh, coming home again. Um, you know, I remember full well when this incredible facility was was built and, uh, you know, we came from the practices at the Silver Dome to, <laughs> you know, then eventually to here and then, of course, uh, Ford Field, one of the great gems of, of the NFL. So it's uh, come full circle and I could not be more excited to be here.
1: Of course. Well, uh, some changes were coming because Matt Shepard, of course, went over to the Tigers broadcast full-time, so there was that play-by-play position open. Chris Spielman returns as the color analyst. I will return as the sideline reporter. Really excited to be working with you this year, Uh, so it should be a really good time. We've got three games on uh, Fox 2, Fox Sports Detroit uh, this preseason, and uh, I'm really looking forward to getting to know you and and working with you on TV.
0: Well, same here. I I love storytelling, and I know uh, you you do, too, and and Chris is such a fountain of information <laughs> and, and so energetic and, and I love his passion I loved it as a player uh, the last year I did Lions games uh, was his rookie season and uh, he was my go-to guy among uh, many Herman Moore and Jerry Ball and Benny Blades and guys that you know as a reporter you would go to knowing Lomis Brown for example you you knew you would get uh you know some interesting and, and forthright comments, and uh, and Chris, as an analyst, is exceptional because he he's so passionate. He he, he lives and breathes the game. He, he he's playing in the booth, so to speak. So sure. it'll be a, a lot of fun uh, working alongside. And, and frankly, learning the game of football. Uh, you know, I I love to learn X's and O's and, and the nuances of any sport that I do. And so uh, Chris is that uh, that. Uh, almost coach-like uh, broadcaster, it'll be fun to, uh, to learn the game.
1: Certainly. Well, your connections to Detroit, they run deep. You have uh, a deep familiarity with this city. I mean, people might be listening to this podcast and say, oh, Fred McLeod, I remember him, uh, because you have spent a great amount of time in this market. So for people who might not be familiar with your work here before, catch us up on, on your connections to Detroit.
0: Uh, came here from San Francisco, had uh, back-to-back uh Super Bowl championships with Oakland and San Francisco and then landed here in uh, 1982. Uh, Bill Flynn, the general manager at Channel 2 at the time, uh, said, McLeod, I got an opening. Uh, (laughs) You got three days to decide. And uh, so he uh, brought me to Detroit. And, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Cleveland, but... Uh, had relatives up here in Detroit, uh, and quickly developed some friendships. Uh, Tony Versace, one of my dear friends, was Gary Danielson's high school coach, Divine Child, and uh, he opened the door for me. And I worked for Wayne Walker, uh, the late Wayne Walker, the late great Wayne Walker, number fifty-five in Lions Blue, and uh, you know he paved the way for me. So it was—I knew I was stepping into a big league market in a, in, a, in a sports crazy town with all four majors and Michigan, Michigan State nearby, and so uh, it was. It was playland for me when I came here. And then, uh, you know, a couple of years later, covered a Tigers world championship team in 1984 and then watched the Pistons win titles and began my play-by-play career with the Pistons in 84 and became more firm, firmly entrenched and three kids born here. So uh, my wife's a Spartan from Northville. And so uh, a lot of uh, deep roots that I'm proud of. Uh, I love Detroit. I love Cleveland. Uh, they're two very similar cities, and, and the passion for the sports teams. And uh, Cleveland finally ended a championship drought of fifty-two years, which is, <laughs> is unconscionable for for any sports fan. So, uh, I, I've shed tears when the Tigers, you know, even though as a reporter, when they won a championship and, and shed tears in twenty sixteen when Cleveland won a championship in the NBA side. So, um, you know, when you live and die sports as I have and and you have. Um, and our listeners do, you can't help but become emotionally invested. And so it's going to be fun to step right back in and, and cover this football team and tell stories and uh, be emotionally invested in Lions football again.
1: Yeah, you've covered some fun teams. Oh, very much Some really so. fun teams. You can, this isn't your first time doing Lions preseason either. No. with a Take great, me back to those years. Yeah,
0: back in the 80s with the great Lombardi, who I uh, still consider a, a dear friend. I haven't seen him in quite a while, but uh, I'm sure he's still... Uh, Playing golf and uh, knocking on the door of a mid seventies. He
1: goes to my church. Yeah, he's a re- <laughs>
0: re- remarkable man, remarkable athlete, um, remarkable person.
1: Yes, a- and and
0: really, so many have come through in the Slides organization. You know, I mentioned Herman Moore, Barry Sanders, who I still think is the greatest running back in the history of the game. Uh, Chris Spielman, I talked about uh, Benny Blades, just on and on and on. Um, you know, in, in the years we did him back in the eighties, it was. Still a fun team to, to cover and, um, you know, Eric Kippel and Gary Danielson and memories of the NFC Championship game in Candlestick Park when Eddie Murray, one of the great kickers of our time, you know, missed a field goal, I think, wide right and Monty Clark was praying before <laughs> the, the ball went up that it would go through the uprights. And so, uh, uh, you know, it's still an organization that's steeped in tradition and, uh, you know, from the great Joe Schmidt who I've – known for many years here in Detroit so I could go on and on Troy I'm sure just just about Lions memories and uh, so so thrilled to capture those again
1: do you have a favorite anecdote from your time covering the Lions
0: you know just watching Barry uh, I I remember when he was drafted out of Oklahoma State I'm thinking man I've never seen a guy come into college football or come into pro football with such fast feet and um, I'm sure he would counter saying there were times where he was hit hard but I don't remember many many games where many defenders got a full blow <laughs> on Barry. So, um, you know, to watch an iconic um, you know, I grew up watching the great Jim Brown in Cleveland and uh, but Barry you know, it's just too too bad he didn't get a chance to get more national notoriety from from Super Bowls, but uh, what what an iconic talent and and generational talent. So, uh to be able to, you know, those memories just come washing back to me and um so I I would say just some of the individual great runs that he had that uh, that are unforgettable.
1: After all that time uh you spent here in Detroit now coming back here to do the preseason broadcast again, what is that like kind of reuniting uh with this city?
0: Yeah, it's just it's just so much fun. It, you know, when you have four teams as we've had that have been, you know, generational uh, franchises and, and so well respected in their various sports. Um it's just fun to be a part of it. And uh, I love NFL football and, uh, you know, been away from it for a while, but it's like riding a bike, you know, as I, I, I done preparation for this and, you know, watched all the games from last year. And I see a lot of promise in this organization in and, and a, and a, and a front office that is, is committed to building a team the right way. And, uh, you know, there's still room in this, this NFL football for a, a, a ground-based team that, uh, that will jam it down your throat and uh, I saw a big improvement on the defensive side and I love what I saw from Carrion Johnson before he got mm. hurt the, the young man glides obviously got a franchise quarterback uh Kenny Daliday <clears throat> blew me away with some of those uh the catches he made right I mean, strong hands his so uh I'm excited about the draft you know from TJ on down and uh you know matt's got a a vision he really does he's got he's got a pedigree and it works and you you can't build these uh, these kind of programs that that Bob has built uh overnight and but you can tell he's he's getting the kind of people uh, w- with the coaching staff that that want to be here that will uh, represent lions football in a in a championship mentality and uh, I'm excited about what's what's to come. Make sure you visit DetroitLions.com for the latest in Lions offseason news, analysis, access, and more. Lions insider Tim Twentyman, along with Lions columnist Mike O'Hara, break down every aspect of OTAs as football season approaches. DetroitLions.com, your home for everything, Detroit Lions.
1: Take me behind the scenes of what a play by play broadcaster's job is. You're in the building this week to, uh, you know, Meet some of the staff, uh, get to know the the building a little bit as you prepare for the preseason games. Uh, you're here during minicamp. What is your goal while you're here in this building?
0: Just to absorb as many stories uh, as you possibly can, whether it's uh, through you know written notes or uh, reading some of Mike O'Hara's uh, <laughs> and Tim's great uh, work on the, on the website. But uh, you know, I'm a storyteller by trade. I've, you know, it's my 37th year of uh, Play, play by play coming up and so um I love humor uh, I, I love to make people smile uh, you know I'm energetic and, and passionate about what I do and uh, uh, it's easy to do that when you've got guys who are going to uh, to make big plays and make uh, energized plays and uh, it, it's my job to inform Lions football fans who these guys are not just uh, the statistics but but the storytelling um, so uh, There'll be, those will be plentiful. And again, just uh, leaning on Chris for his expertise on the game itself. My, any job of a play-by-play expert is to set up the analyst. The analyst is the star of the show. Let's face it. Mm -hmm. Chris played the game and and, uh, breathed the game as we know, and it just oozes out of him. So (laughs) I can't wait to, it'll be surreal for me because again, I I covered him as a player and and have such vivid memories of number 54 and now to, sit alongside him, it, uh, it'll, it'll be uh, – I'll be pinching myself for a while. I hope he doesn't catch me doing that, but, but I will.
1: <laughs> what do you remember from your interactions with Chris as a player?
0: Just, you know, if he was bleeding, he'd say, I don't need a Band-Aid, let's go to the next play. It just <laughs> – you know, he just uh, – you know, he came from a iconic program in, in Massillon, Ohio, and at high school – at the high school level in Ohio State, and so he's beloved in that state, and he's just uh, – you know he defied the odds uh, you know he wasn't the prototypical size linebacker but he'd knock your head off and so he just played with such passion that uh, it, it permeated the ball club and and i always thought the talent on those teams w- was actually better than than their record would ind- indicate and um, so it, it was a fun group to cover like i said jerry ball was 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 a riot and a pretty darn good uh, nose nose guard and obviously herman wore one of the great receivers of his era and so um, it was Uh, and of course number 20 in the back backfield didn't didn't hurt either but uh, of course not you know so just a lot of memories come flooding back good memories and uh, and we know what a tremendous football town this is and uh, and fans are eagerly eagerly awaiting uh, a return to glory and it's going to come
1: between now and August when those preseason games begin what does the job look like for you
0: just constant preparation constant reading about uh, you know the, the teams that uh, Patriots and Texans and Browns at uh, the world bro- broadcast so it's just uh, it's a daily diet of uh, you know watching video I, I love to watch film too and uh, just just uh, and, and frankly memorizing numbers that, that's a big part of football so yeah that, uh, you know I know because you that, have to be quick on the oh, reaction. Yeah, exactly I, I you know I have a spotter but I, I really I take pride in uh, you know, I did a lot of high school football uh, for Fox Sports Detroit, which is really tough because you had, you know, 80 players in game one that you had never heard of before. And then <laughs> and then you'd get a half-hour break and flush those numbers away and get right. ready for uh, Class D coming up. So uh, that was much more difficult than NFL football because – but I took a lot of pride in that and, and knowing those stories of those young men. And so, um, you know, it's, uh, it's just constant preparation and, and just feeling – like you're on your game, so that uh, you know there may be some surprises on the field, but you, you got to be ready for them.
1: I know uh, you told me that you've already watched all of last season. You kind of been uh, binge watching football <laughs> since uh, getting this position uh, to take over as the preseason play-by-play. What are the storylines that are sticking out to you initially that that you really love uh, looking at and you want to follow this coming football season?
0: Well, I, I think with the change of offensive coordinator with Daryl coming in, I think it's. Uh, you know going to be fascinating to see what that looks like uh y- you can see and, and hear from his thoughts and i know with coach patricia they want to really establish that that running style that, that again it, there's still a place for it in the nfl and um with, with carry on coming back now more experienced and uh you know you couldn't take your eyes off him once he you know either as a receiver which we know he's he's got good hands coming out of the backfield but but as a ball carrier he just kind of glides and so uh you know i I think another year together with the offensive line and uh what what the ball club is able to do in the draft you know fortifying areas of, of the roster um you know there's a lot to like there really is and again you can't you can't microwave that uh that that cohesiveness in the building of a roster, but uh, I'm really really intrigued too to see the usage of the tight ends with with TJ obviously and and Jesse coming over from Pittsburgh. You know, uh, there, there's room for the tight end and maybe a, a dual tight end set from time to time. And I'll, I'll let Coach Patricia talk about that. But uh, um, it's going to be fun to watch because uh, obviously you still have a, a quarterback who's. Uh, one of the best in, in the league, and when he's got uh, you know weapons at his disposal, uh, look out.
1: You've broadcasted plenty of regular season games, especially with basketball. What do you think sets preseason apart? How do you approach a preseason game differently than you might a regular season game? You know, game? there's
0: so many jobs on the line, uh, and uh, you know, maybe it's an undrafted free agent, and NFL rosters are, are loaded with guys who were counted out or maybe late draft picks that uh, all of a sudden, um, you know, go beyond their 40 times and they just make plays. And so there'll be storylines that will develop in, in training camp and into the preseason that uh, maybe you didn't expect. And so um, it'll be fun to chronicle those and uh, and to watch the growth of these young players who are fighting for jobs. And um, you never know in what direction they'll come from, but uh, you got to be ready for them.
1: Well, Fred, thank you so much for spending some time with us on the podcast today. Really looking forward to getting to know you more and working with you when those preseason games roll around. I know fans are are struggling to get through these uh, last uh, couple months without football. Sure. So hopefully this gives them a little something to hang on to before we get to training camp in the preseason uh, because we're really excited for it.
0: And, and, you know, a little plug for DetroitLions.com because I've really enjoyed, uh, you know, immersing myself in, in, <laughs> in what's going on and, and it's so much fun for for a fan to be able to uh, you know find out and really keep close with what's uh, going on with the team and now with uh, obviously minicamp this week and, and training camp uh, next month it's it's a great way to uh, to get your Lions fix
1: well you guys heard it from Fred McLeod check on Detroit because we've got plenty of coverage of minicamp this week thank you guys so much for tuning in to the podcast and once again thank you, Fred.
0: Thanks, Dorian.